Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good morning, Red Sox fans. How are we doing? Welcome to the Believe in Red Sox podcast. How are we doing, everyone? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Uh, seeing quite a few familiar faces here in the chat on YouTube. If you are with me live on YouTube, hello, welcome. Uh, but if you are listening on Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Apple, wherever, uh, welcome as well. Everyone, welcome to episode 10 of the Believe in Red Sox podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about quite a few things this morning. We have the Ray series to talk about. We got Brian Bayo's debut. We're going to talk a little Chris Sale made a rehab start yesterday, as well as the upcoming series with the New York Yankees. We got a lot to talk about this morning, and uh, but I'm not going to be doing it alone, everyone. I am not going to be doing it alone. We have a very special guest. Um, it's an honor and a privilege to welcome uh, a Red Sox legend onto the show today, and his name is Jonathan Papelbon. John, how you doing, my friend? How you doing? What's happening, man? Are we ready to rock and roll this morning or what? We're ready to rock and roll, man. Let's talk some socks. Uh, I mean, like I said, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, top pitching prospect making his debut last night, getting a spot start with the Red Sox going up against the Rays. Uh, you know, overall, not the best performance, but hey, first start ever in the major leagues. Um, but he showed some good things, and uh, we're going to break that down. We're going to talk about the Rays series as well. That's their third straight series loss. The Red Sox were on quite the roll, and uh, but they've dropped a few series now. But uh, hopefully they can get back on track against the Yankees coming up. So let's get to it here. But we do have a few sponsors for today's show. Go check out Bet Online if you're into the sports betting game, whether that's Major League Baseball, whether that's basketball, football, whatever, go check out Bet Online. Uh, if you use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, they will give you a 50% welcome bonus. So go check out Bet Online. We're also partners over here with SeatGeek. Use my code HIDE, $20 off your first purchase. So if you're looking to go to a game, if you're going to, going to a game at Fenway, absolutely, go check out SeatGeek. I've used SeatGeek myself before. Used it for opening day a few years ago when I went to Tropicana Field. Got myself a pretty decent deal with SeatGeek. Also, we're partners with Prize Picks. Use my code Ginger. You'll get a 100% deposit match. If you put down 10 bucks, they'll give you 10 bucks. So, but all righty, enough with the hoopla. Let's get to it here. So, John, I mean, you were once a former. You were once a wait, what? I said, I got my coffee, man. I'm ready. Well, you got your coffee. You're ready to go, man. I, I got my coffee too, man. We're good to go. Um, but you were a former top pitching prospect at one point. Before we actually get into Brian Bayo here, what, uh, I mean, man, like what is running through your head? You're going on the mound first time ever in the major leagues. What are you thinking out there, man? Well, I'll tell you what I was thinking, um, which – I don't, it may not be the same as what uh, this Bayo kid was thinking or uh, anybody else, but, um, you know, I went into it 
like I'm a badass. You know, I went into it like I'm a badass. I belong here. And I'm not going to let anybody prove me otherwise. And um, I do remember, um, man, my I don't think I could feel from like my knees down. I had so much adrenaline going, man. So like my feet were numb and I just had to trust that, you know, my mechanics were right that day. Yeah. yeah. And uh, probably about 10 cups of coffee and whatnot, you know, also <laughs> added to it. But um, I mean, for me, it was, you know, I'm not going back down. I, once I come up here, I'm about to show Terry Francona and the rest of these guys what's up because I ain't trying to go back and sit on that damn bus for another 12-hour bus ride and oh, yeah. he'd be a Jays, okay? So for me, I went into this whole thing with an attitude like, you know what, I'm trying to strike every dude out. And, I mean, I went into it with a warrior mode. Now, I know a lot of guys are doing that. Um, I think key for me was is getting my um, my psyche to to make sure that hey man I belong here I've done everything I can here my double A pitching coach had actually moved up to the big leagues at the time and he's you know he's joking with me he's like man you got I, you finally got to the big leagues I mean all right, it's about time you know so he would keep it loose for me and um, you know I just remember being in Fenway Park. Um, looking around, being like, man, this is my this is my kind of people right here, man. Like, we're getting crunk, we're getting rowdy. You know? <laughs> like, this is the place I need to be. I just specifically remember being like, this is where I need to be. I, there's no way I could go to, like, Tropicana and do this. Or there's no <laughs> And so um, it, it fit me. It fit my personality. And, um, of course, I punched out the first guy on three straight fastballs. Yeah, man. Stewart and the whole crowd went nuts. And, you know, um, I was, you know, I was suckered in by then. But, um, yeah, man. You know, for me, I, I just really um, enjoyed my first outing and being in Fenway Park because it felt like it was home to me. And, it, and mm -hmm. I've never even been there. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that really helped me out a lot. And, you know, that previous, um, uh, season in spring training i had pitched in the spring training start for um probably kurt Schilling, who didn't want to travel and, and go all the way down to fort lauderdale he probably <laughs> wanted to stay at home you know so uh, it was a spot starting and, and of course uh we got had to end up drilling somebody i think it was sammy sosa we got in a big fight so all the boys <laughs> you know, all the boys knew me you know and uh so it was good to see them again and they opened me accepted me with opening arms and um that made a big difference too um you know so it, it was getting to see the, the big boys again and yeah, uh, yeah. so I, I was pumped to do that so yeah and you uh you came up as a starter and that was yeah. that was kind of you know people were looking at you for the rotation for the long haul and then all of a sudden you're the best closer in red sox history so i still remember that first, well, it wasn't the first night. It was that next season in Texas. That was when Falky, he was kind of struggling a little bit. Yep. And uh, you came in. I remember you were just throwing lasers on the corner. And I'm like, oh, we got something here, man. Like, th there's no way you can get away from this guy. That's kind of, I've actually been using you as a comparison this year with uh, Garrett Whitlock. Because Garrett right. Whitlock was so good out of the bullpen last year. They kind of had him trying him out as a starter. Because they, they, they tried having you as a starter in spring training the next year, but then they said, no, forget that. This guy's closer. So Garrett Whitlock is a similar, similar case. Wait, time out. 
I'm going to interrupt you here. Huh? Okay, yeah. ready? It wasn't they. They didn't say, no, we're going to be a closer. It was this guy, okay? Yeah. They wanted me to stay starting. They oh. wanted me to stay a starter and uh, continue to start. And um, I remember a spring training one day, you know, I'm 24 years old, you know, got a year and a cup of coffee in the big leagues. And yeah. they're trying to tell me I'm starting. And I said, hey, I ain't no starter, man. Yeah. Like, I'm a yeah. freaking closer, dude. Let's go. And so I tried to do everything I could to convince them to yeah. put me back in, in, in into a closer's role because I did it in the minor leagues too. Yeah. But uh, starting just wasn't for me. And obviously I think we all know that now, but. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask that because in the minors um, it did seem like you were used more as a starter at that time. Yeah. So like, that's when you kind of knew in the minor leagues, you were like, yeah, I kind of like this, you know, ninth inning role. Yeah. Well, see what happened was, is they used me as a starter because they wanted me to develop, uh, my split finger a little bit better. Mm. And so um, once I got it, but look, so that season, then I go, we go and play the uh, White Sox who ended up winning the World Series that year. Yeah. And they put me in the bullpen then. And I mean, you get a taste of being in the bullpen in a playoff game. It, it, mm -hmm. For me, that was all it took. And so next spring training, I'm like, man, screw this closing stuff, pitching every five days, man. Like I want to be yeah. part of, like the team. I want to feel like I'm on the bench, you know? How did, uh, how did Terry feel about, about all that? Like, did he, was he like kind of wanting you to stay starting or I'm, I'm, cause obviously the front office probably wanted you to start. And uh, how did Terry feel about all that? Terry and the front office both yeah. wanted me to yeah. uh, start. And um, Terry, <laughs> Terry would call me in separately after Theo would leave and say, what the, what the hell are you freaking thinking, dude? Like, you're going to be a starter. Stop putting up all this bullshit and, like, let's go. Like, listen to what we're trying to do, okay? Yeah. And I said, okay, all right, Tito, you know, whatever. i tell you what. See, I knew. I knew already. And I said, all right, Tito, i tell you what. I'll let you make the decision because this was back when managers actually made decisions. It wasn't just all analytics and, and – right. A team of people were making decisions. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said, all right, man. I said, look, let's do this. I'll tell you what. By the end of spring training, we'll have two weeks left before spring training. Uh, we have to go. And if you don't have somebody you feel like you can put in as a closer, I'm going to get to be the closer. Deal? Yeah. yeah. Is that a deal? He said, all right, Pat, we got a deal. You're starting <laughs> spring training. And I said, yeah. well, me knowing already, I was like, man – Ain't nobody could do. I knew who was in our pin. We had a great pin that year. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I knew what I could do versus what those other guys could do in the pin. And so I kind of, I kind of knew that by two weeks left, Tito would still be thinking about it, and he, he'd want to go with it. But hey, man, God, God willing, he went with it, and uh, yeah. that's all you wrote after that. Yeah, like you, you brought up, you know, all, all the analytics and whatnot, and it feels like a lot of teams now you see a lot more bullpen by committees and maybe I was spoiled with having you on the mound, you know, so many ninth innings to me, I'm that guy where we've seen the Red Sox blow quite a few games this year. And to me, like Hanzo Robles, he just got DFA'd. Um, hopefully he can latch on and, you know, fix whatever's been going on with him. But um, this was a guy where I was at Tropicana field this year. And I saw it was the game where Kevin Kiermeyer hit a walk off and Hanzo Robles, he got a couple quick outs. It was looking good. And then all of a sudden he balked. And then 
you just you could see him just melt down and it was like and i'm thinking in my head i'm like he doesn't have like that he doesn't have that that it factor there's just something about a little bit of i'm the same way where i i like that adrenaline you know and some guys and it's not a bad thing if you're if you don't run off of it but with you you were a perfect example of that in my in my opinion where instead of just looking at the numbers and whatnot all the time sometimes you you just got to have that feel and uh so hopefully with the red Sox, they can figure it out so yeah i think for me what makes a really good player these days is a player that knows themselves right they know themselves and what they're going to be successful at i mean you think about it you've been playing baseball for how long now for 20 years now and if you don't know your mechanics what makes you tick what does it you're not going to survive in the big leagues because you can't make those adjustments if you can't make adjustments in the big leagues you get fizzled out and that's just a fact of the matter and so um and secondly what i'd like to say on that point that you made which is a great point that personality plays a big role yeah garrett cole's personality couldn't survive in a bullpen okay (laughs) garrett cole's it's 30 seconds left (laughs) Kurt kurt schilling would be like Nobody talked to me today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, what's up, dude? And he's like, yeah. Oh, ah. you yeah. know. And it, those people can't survive because everything has got to be so set in order. But when yeah. it goes in order, they're super successful. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? That doesn't happen in the bullpen. Right, right. You gotta you gotta be a person that's gotta be able to say adapt when any situation comes up, sit down, get back up, all these different things. And so, um, and also you got to be able to uh, obviously, you know, be one with the fans because the yeah. fans are there. Totally. You know? totally. guys that don't like the fans is, you know, I, I felt like I was always one with the fans. Whether I was mm-hmm. in Yankee Stadium, old Yankee Stadium, Fenway, me and the fans, I love y'all. We were always tight. Yeah, man. Yeah, and you could see it too, man. And it was it was always fun. It was always fun to see. But, uh, well, for last night, we had a top pitching prospect, Brian Bale. Um, this guy's really emerged over the last couple of years. He has shot up the top 100 prospects. Uh, he's really making a name for himself. He's had extremely good numbers down in the minor leagues. Um, and he got the start yesterday. The Red Sox needed a starter. And uh, he and it was perfect because it was in line for he – would, he would have started in AAA yesterday. But uh, he came out yesterday going up against a – a raised team that is playing better as of late, but kind of ran into a buzzsaw a little bit. Overall, four innings pitch, six hits, four runs, three walks, two strikeouts. He threw 79 pitches. 30 of them were change-ups, 29 sinkers, 13 sliders, seven four-seamers. Um, the sinker really was his go-to pitch yesterday. Um, I, With me, I love the analytics. You're more of a feel kind of a guy, so let me just kind of talk about his sinker a little bit he was averaging uh right around 28 inches of drop on his sinker and if that was in the leaderboards right now based off of vertical movement that would be top 10 in the league it was a very good looking sinker actually number one right now in uh when it comes to terms of movement against the average in the league is actually tanner hauck right now so but brian bale would have been top 10 in the league so basically what i'm getting at 
not a great overall line, but there were some good things. The sinker looked really good. Changeup had some pretty good movement on it. He topped out at 98 miles an hour. And uh, a lot of guys, even though he did give up six hits, four runs, average exit velocity against him was 86 miles an hour. So not a lot of hard hit balls against him. A lot of them were trickling through. Um, so overall, you know, with Brian Bayo, not the, not the greatest stat line. What do you think about a guy, top prospect, you know, maybe didn't have the best looking stat line, you know, what, what would you, uh, if you were to give some advice for, you know, a young guy like that, what, what would, what would you say? Well, first of all, uh, I would say, man, we are complete opposites, man. Yes. You tangled out some <laughs> stats right there, my man. Um, look, my first piece of advice would obviously, um, be going going into this game prepared, going into this game mentally focused, and going into it confident. Like if you go into this thing thinking that, oh, I wonder how this is going to go, then I'll tell you exactly how it's going to go. You're going to get the bombs hit off of you. You're going to get your tits lit up, and it's and you're done. Okay, it's that simple. Yeah. And I don't know how he went into it, you know, mentally. Right. Physically, I'm sure he was prepared as he could be. Yes. That's a yeah. hard thing to do. Um, especially nowadays with all the help you get, but, um, you know, for me, you said, you know, you, I was listening, I was writing down, okay. All these, you know, and the 28 inch drop and, you know, all the blah, 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 <laughs> uh, you know, which sounds great. Yes. But to me, that means nothing. And, yeah. and, and maybe, um, one of these days we can get you to cross the road and you can maybe start listening to what I'm saying. And maybe I can maybe. <laughs> Listen to what some of the stats you're saying, but we'll be in the middle one day. Okay, so here's the deal: you got a 28 inch drop on a sinker. You're saying ranks top ten, blah blah blah. Well, guess what? If that sinker is coming out way out behind his head, right, mm -hmm. and those hitters are picking it up right out of the gate, super early, and they're seeing that sinker come in from hand to plate, they're going to be sitting there spitting on it. They're going to oh, yeah. like like especially like, the Rays too. Right. Okay. So, how many walks did he have? Five walks. Yeah, three walks. Three walks. Three walks. Okay. There you go. They. Yeah. I can guarantee you, right then and there, they were seeing this. If I'm the pitching coach of the Red Sox right now, I'm going to go back and look at say, how is this guy approaching these hitters as far as deception? Because yeah. if you have that much on a drop, I don't care. Ted Williams shouldn't be hitting that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, for me, I think my split finger, I don't even know. Uh, it might've been close to that. Don't even care. Uh, my split was, was good. Nasty. It struck everybody good. out. So I don't even care what the drop was. Right. Yeah. So my thing is, is that yes, all these analytics play and it sounds like he had some good ones, but at the same time, there's these little nuances along the road that yeah. man, may affect that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I like, um, uh, is that me or you? That might be I think it's you. Um, okay, sorry. Um, yeah, it's you. You're uh, good. Um, my thing is, is that uh, look at the end of the day, um, walks are no good. If I'm a seeker, how many ground balls did he have? Um, don't have that number off the top of my head. He got quite a few though. Okay, well, he needs to have quite a few. We're not worried about the strikeouts. Um, yeah. And and the velo is obviously there. That that's not a thing. Uh, but you know, I, I think for me, 
Um, the biggest thing is, is can this guy make an adjustment? Okay. Yeah. Can he go and make an adjustment and, and, and really, um, you know, be able to say from one game to the next, what can I do? You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I think overall, I think he had a pretty strong showing, uh, you know, you're, you're wondering about his mentality. He actually, he ran out to the mound. He looked pretty excited, man. He looked like he was ready to go. He's got a, he also wears a headband under his hat. I'm telling you, man, if this guy ends up being something, I could see, man, Red Sox ownership. They're going to be like, all right, headbands for all the fans, man. It'll be headband day whenever he pitches, man. He's uh, He's got I, something about him. He has an energy about him. I like, I like it. You know, I yeah. do. But he's got to harness it himself, man. Right. It, it takes a little while. Yeah, okay? it does. He's got, he's got to, he's got to know who he is, know what makes him successful, mm-hmm. figure it out pretty quick, or else, guess what? Somebody else is going to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think in the end, um, we we did see some good things. There's there's a lot of potential, but it's up to him. You know, if he is yeah. going to put it all together, like you're yeah. saying. But as for the game itself. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you're a big Corey Kluber fan. This guy, everyone yeah. was talking about Bayo in this one, but Corey Kluber said, hey, don't forget about me, man. I'm I'm still pretty good. He was awesome in this game. He went six innings, only gave up three hits. He struck out five. They were getting weak contact against him. It was just – it looked like old Klubot, Corey Kluber, man. Just yeah, old, Kluber's shy, young nasty, Kluber. Man. Yeah. He is nasty, dude. He's nasty. And especially when you're going to an analytical place like Tampa, man – I, I love that when he signed with them. I'm like, oh, that's a great fit because he's all about working with the movement, working on location. And uh, well, yeah, I play with both of their former, well, so their pitching coach, Kyle mm-hmm. Schneider. Yes. Uh, actually, I think he made the uh, World Series roster, didn't make the ALCS roster with us. Well, who was it again? Kyle Schneider. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Race pitching coach. Yes. He was in the bullpen with me in 07. And then, uh, of course, Kevin Cash, he was the backup to, um, yeah. you know, Veritech. He was brutal. He sucked. Like, <laughs> was like, like, I think he hit like 120, like, or something. He's like, one of those guys where he's, he's a better coach. Like, you, he has more of like the mind for, to manage, you know? Yeah. He had, he had, he had zero like ability, like in the bot, as far as the body. Yeah. Had like zero athleticism in his body. Had like no like, like like I think he went from third base to catcher or something. It was just like maybe to just like keep him around. Like the only good thing he did in his career was like be a great backup. And he's known for like breaking Derek Jeter's shoulder. I mean, right, right. Base when he slid in because he didn't have a clue where he didn't know where the freaking base was. You know, (laughs) like didn't have like that's how he was as a player. Now. As a manager, he's done a little bit better, but you know, right, right. He definitely worked with. He works with the front office well. Um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he works with the front office great, and 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 he's always been that kind of guy. You know, he was an analytical guy when he played because he had yeah. because he didn't have anything to overpower any analytics. Yeah. You know, because he sucks so bad, and I, yeah. I think it's great. The only thing is, is like you know, a manager they have to have like be good looking kind of, you know, like Gabe yeah. Kapler, man. He's a good looking manager. Kevin yeah. Kapler is just like fat and pudgy and just, he doesn't <laughs> have like a, you know, a strikingly good face to be a manager, but yeah. Yeah. You know, the keep him on. Yeah. And then uh, with Cora, you know, same thing, you know, yeah. he's, I mean, you played with Cora. Um, 
Play both. Like, when you were with when you were playing with Cora, just to get get off track a little bit, when you played with Cora, did you ever think he like did you ever think one day like he could be a manager? Did that thought ever cross your mind? First day I met him, I knew he was going to manage. Yeah, yeah. His brother, his brother was like a third. Joey was third base coach for the, uh, I think the White Sox at the time. Yeah. And man, he's always he'd always come up to you and just be talking baseball, man. Talking yeah. baseball. You know, you're I'm on the plane. I want to get drunk, have a beer, and play some cards. He's talking baseball. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I don't give a shit about I blew the game tonight. I don't care. I'm getting drunk. Let's go to LA. Yeah. We'll figure it out tomorrow. He's like, you know, man, I think you might have been tipping. Yeah, he's, he's talking exit velocities while while you're going yeah, out and grabbing drinks. Well, and velocity existed, you know. And, yeah. And crap. So, uh, yeah I knew he was going to manage. Um, great manager, great guy, great great players coach for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've never played for him, but yeah. I played with him. I know I know he's a players guy. Yeah. Uh, Hard working so, guy. Hard working guy. I uh, a couple years ago I went to Fenway and. Uh, I live in Florida, so I try once a year, at least once a year, to get to Boston, go check out a game. And I always do the tour, man, the tour. It's all I do it every single time. It never gets old. And uh, I remember Corey, he was just running up and down the steps, man. He was just running up and down. I'm like, man, look at Corey. He's just working, man. So yeah, it was like it. it was like 11 in the morning, and this guy's just running steps, working out. So, yeah, man, Corey is uh, – it's funny because he was – he was so good defensively. I loved him when he was on the Red Sox. He was a really underrated player. When I was playing, um, we had uh, Julio Lugo, who sucked. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I love you, Julio, but you sucked at shortstop. Um, <laughs> yeah, like 30 errors or whatever one year. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think probably Kevin Euclid saved another 30 errors for him. Yeah, too. yeah. But, I mean, he could hit. He could hit. Yeah. And um, so I remember I went in one day – to Tito's office, and I said, hey, look, when I come in in the ninth, if we got a lead, I'm shutting this bitch down, and I need Cora at shortstop, okay? Yeah. I need Lugo's ass out of the game, and I need Cora at shortstop. <laughs> and Kevin Cash, keep him on the bench, too. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's – uh, yeah, it's uh, – especially Cash. Got to gotta keep him yeah. away, man. Keep him away. Keep him – you know, did, uh, did he ever – was he ever like talking and was he always in like Francona's ear about stuff, Kevin Cash? Like, was he always like players, right? So, Cash and your Coras and the guys that are still um, in the game today, as far as coaching, those were the guys that were always in the dugout. Um, hey, what, what what do you think he's going to do here? Like, like if we did this, would we do, would they do that? Or, hey, I'm going to go walk behind, uh, Tito and listen to see what they're just to see what they're talking about, you know, like, and the, they would hang around where the coaches and the bench coaches all sat. Yeah. And, um, yeah, me, I was probably, you know, screwing around with somebody in the stand. <laughs> you know, yeah, you man. Know, telling their mama was ugly or something. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, I, I, I was more like, let's get this action going and uh, I'll figure it out on the field. Yeah, man. Well, back to the game. Uh, the Rays, their offense w- was pretty relentless in this series, uh, especially in game three last night. It just felt like the old pesky Rays offense. I mean, you know that the way they've just been on offense for years now, they just bug you, man. Like, they're just always tough to beat, but they really uh, came through a lot. Rose Arena went two for five, three RBIs, had a big double off of Bayo in the uh, in the third inning. And then uh, guys like Josh Lowe, Yandy Diaz, Wanda Franco, 
G-Mang Choi, Kevin Kiermeyer, all contributing. That's how the Rays do it, man. They just get a lot of different guys contributing in that offense. And um, so, for you know, with you and the Rays uh, throughout your career, was that a team where obviously, you know, different players now, but I feel like they've had the same philosophy for a long time now. Did you ever feel like they were just an annoying team to get through? No, I didn't feel like they were an annoying team to get through. Um, you know, I think by 2008, nine-ish, they had started putting some pieces together because, I mean, hell, they got a first-round draft pick every damn year. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was like – or two and a sandwich pick. And it's like, man, like, okay, like, eventually they should be good, right? Yeah. Well, that happened – I, th- I want to say 2008 when they made it to the World Series. And, you know, yeah. had, like, David oh, Price still, still painful to me. Still yeah. painful. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, I believe if we wouldn't have ran out of pitching that year in our bullpen, it came down to like the seventh game. Yeah. Last I mean, right there. They had David Price, for, you know, yeah, number one pick come in. Yeah. yeah I, and I believe we would have won the World Series. We would have whooped Philadelphia's ass. I really thought, I really thought they, you guys had it. I, yeah, I, I was thinking, yeah. I've told uh, Chase and Jimmy and, and Cole Hamels and all those Ryan How all those guys in Philadelphia. I, I told them, I was like, man, y'all got damn lucky that the Rays inched us out because we would have come here and whooped y'all's ass. Yeah, they didn't even make it competitive that year. It was, uh, I think, four one in that series. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyway, so you know, the Rays have always had to kind of be that type because I mean, they're not selling out every game, and and, and that's right. it's a low it's a low market team, but yeah. Man, they really do know how to put guys in places. You know, they they picked the, the best manager they could. And, and you know, I get out on Kevin Cash because, you know, I love him. But it, he couldn't be in a better place. You know, Kyle Schneider couldn't be in a better place pitching. Yeah. You know, their whole front office seems to me to, to kind of work and gel and mesh together. Yeah. I think they get how – putting the right people in the right positions is really pays off for you. Um, you know, a Rosa, man, I love that dude. You know, they, they get to one or two studs and they kind of work, work around them. But man, at the end of the day, they have really kind of turned the tables. I think since the early days of the race, man. And, and now Kevin cash and his crew, um, are almost expected to win in the least, you know, that's crazy to say that the Rays are expected to win in the American League East. Yeah, yeah. And I picked them to win the East this year because – Yeah, I picked them to win the East this year because I'm like – I've picked against them the last couple of years, and I'm like, you know, I'm not picking against them. I mean, now the Yankees are looking pretty good, but I was saying I'm not picking against the Rays until until they lose. That, you know, as simple as that. Yeah, man. Um, I think it's just a good mesh of front office and players, man. Like you were yeah. listing off players earlier. I mean, they've got Latin guys. They've got American guys. They've got black guys. They've got international players. They've got ex-players. They've got yeah. play guys that have never played before. In the And you get this big melting pot yeah. of, of different people, man. And they know how to make it mesh, bro. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they've had – uh, one guy that they traded for Isaac Paredes and um, they traded Austin Meadows for him. And people were like, man, what you got rid of Austin Meadows. And this guy has been hitting bombs for them, man. Like he's been going off. He's hitting home runs yeah. left and right. They just, they see a guy every time the Rays make a trade for a guy. I'm like, uh, they see something. They, they yes, like this guy. What they do when they do these trades or, or they do any kind of acquisition, 
I feel like it's almost like when you go to that test at school the next day, it's like, yeah, yeah. you studied and, and, you know, you might get a B or a C, good enough to pass. Yeah. But, like, the Rays are like nerds, bro. Like, they study <laughs> all night long and, like, they're, like, acing the test the next day. Yeah, man. And you're, like, trying to cheat off of them. Yeah, man. And, uh, I mean, ho- hopefully with the Rays, man, they start to – I think a big thing with them, it, you know, you were mentioning they don't really sell a lot of tickets and – uh Let's see if they can get a new stadium at some point. There's maybe talks of them moving into the city of Tampa. And uh, they need it, man. They need it, man. And it's like, because I, I, I go to Tropicana at least a few times a year because uh, I'm not too far away. And it, I can see why a lot of people don't go there just because the, the traffic from Tampa to St. Petersburg, it, it gets a little just, I have to get there at least a few hours early just because the traffic is so bad. Around rush yeah. hour, but you just put them in Tampa, man. I think, man, you go to lightning games out there for hockey. I went to a Bruins lightning game a few years ago, sold out. Like, oh, was, man, I love hockey, dude. Yeah, man, it's great. And yeah. uh, people love their lightning in Tampa, man. Um, so I think if the Rays they just move into Tampa, I think they'd do a lot better. But, um, kind of just going through this series really quick. Uh, game one, that was the only one the Red Sox won in this one, but uh. Cutter Crawford, he looked really good in this one. Another one of the Red Sox spot starters this year. Uh, Austin Davis opened up the game, two shutout innings, but then Cutter Crawford came in five and a third, struck out eight guys. Um, Great performance from Cutter Crawford. Uh, Cutter Crawford's been a guy, I actually saw his debut. He came up to uh, Fenway last year, and uh, he got shelled by the Rangers. But uh, pretty good stuff from him, but he's really showing some signs this year where he is you can start to count on this guy i was a little worried about cutter crawford for a while man but he's showing some pretty good stuff um story had a home run in this game devers had a base hit uh verdugo fielder's choice cordero base hit in the eighth made it four nothing schreiber came in for almost a two-inning save uh it was a good game for the red sox i mentioned trevor's story um how are you feeling about trevor's story this year you know you're talking about defense behind you uh you know, how are you feeling about Story? He's been a little up and down, but he's starting to get a little hot uh, with the bat again. How are you feeling about Trevor Story? Um, you want my honest opinion? Yeah. I, I think Trevor Story's got to figure it out pretty quick, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I think Trevor Story, if Trevor Story doesn't figure it out pretty quick, Red Sox ain't going to hang around. They're yeah. not going to. It's it, it, it's going to be Carl Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah, you saw that. Like, look, bro, like, you know, when you come and when you get paid here and you come to play here, like, there's only one expectation, brother. That's to win. Yeah. That's to yeah. be a stud. And so uh, if that ain't happening, yeah, Red Sox don't – and the front office has changed a little bit, but they, they, they're they not going to be hanging around, you know. They're not going to be like in that movie Rounders where the guy's playing poker and is hanging right. around, you know, that guy. Yeah happening with the Red Sox. So uh, my opinion is Trevor Story, you got to put up or shut up right now, brother. It's that yeah, time. Um, you know what? Guess what? I got another piece of advice for you, man. Get this team into the postseason, do something in the postseason, and it all gets forgotten about. You know who that uh you know who that reminds me of? JD Drew. JD Drew was that guy where he came up huge in 2007. Yeah. That uh, that's yeah, one of my that, favorite moments, man. With, a, it was, it, I mean, it was a great moment. Um, yeah. but we were gonna whoop their ass anyway, so I don't, I don't <laughs> matter. 
Um, yeah, man. Brady Drew is the laziest baseball player in history of major. League <laughs> yeah, really? Oh God! Don't even get started on him. Not not good vibes coming from him. Zero vibes. Like ah. he's a sleep vibe. Yeah, you know it was funny because I remember you know there was that whole thing when he got drafted, and then uh, he was really looking. People were looking at this guy to be one of the next great players, and he, you yeah. Know, he's, yeah. yeah. Can't even do it, bro. He 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 made over $130 million in his career and made one all-star game, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. Jesus. Got the MVP in that all-star game, I think. Did he? Right. He may have. I yeah, mean, I think he got the MVP in that game. So guys like he drove me nuts. Guys <laughs> like they drive you nuts. Yeah. But uh as for Trevor's story, um, as oh, you can you see here, stats here. Yeah. yeah, you got the numbers, uh, 14 home runs, at, you know, halfway through, they look all right, but he's, he's only hitting 225, 297 on base, 428 slugging. Slugging you know, is what? 428? 428. And, uh, you know, it's, it, his, where he is really providing a lot of value. I know we all like to see the bat. We like to see the offense, but, yeah. uh, he is playing, as you can see here, he's got a fan graph war. I know you love your stats, but uh, he's got a fan graph war of 1.9. I mean, which is pretty solid, but a lot of that. I don't even yeah. know what that means, bro. I barely even know what it means, to be honest with you. But the defense has been huge from him. Um, man, I'm going to throw some more stats at you, man. You ready for this? Here we go. Let's go to some fielding. Oh, I can see your heart at the mouth ready for this. He's got uh, this year at second base. Let's take a look here. He's already got eight defensive runs saved at second base this year. He's, still, he's playing really good defense. And, uh, but in okay, the end, so this in compared to what? Like, who's the next guy? Like, I mean, that's, uh, that's the most at second base this year. Okay. So, who's the next guy got? What does he got? Let's like, see. Next guy, eight, we're taking eight. a look at the fielding. Actually, you know what? That might not be the most. That actually might be second. Yeah. Hold on a second. So here's my point. No, he's got the most. He's got the most. Jonathan Scope is up next at number seven. Okay, so here's my point. He's got eight runs saved over how many games have we played now? Eight? Half a season. Half a season. Yeah. So, whoa, that's awesome. No. <laughs> that's, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, to me, like, like I'm not going. I know. You got to see the bat. You got to see the bat. I'm not going to a game to say, when I walk out of that game, I don't say, oh, man, did you see Trevor's story? He saved us a run in the fourth. <laughs> no. Yeah. I go leaving that game and I say, man, did you see Trevor's story hit the shit out of that ball tonight? <laughs> I want to yeah. see you and Heim Bloom have a conversation. I, I got I to see a conversation between Who's you. this? Who's this Heim Bloom cat? I'm Blue. He's the president of baseball operations with the Red Sox. Oh, I don't even know this guy. Man. He's like he's basically what Theo Epstein did. Oh, I'm sure we'll get along real well. <laughs> he loves it. He comes from the Rays, so yeah, he's uh he's all analytics, man. He's all about yeah, so, it. So there you go. That just shows you right there. I have no idea who this cat is. They're president of operations, is what he yeah. said. Yeah. That goes to show you I pay zero attention to the front office. I pay zero attention to analytics. I pay zero attention to anything else that's going on. But yeah. see, but, but see what happens in between those two white lines. Right, exactly. At exactly. the end of the day, that's all that matters. Everybody yeah. else can do your job. That's fine. That's cool. I'm all good with that. Yeah, but, absolutely. Man, well, let's get back to the series. Uh, game two in this series before we move on to talk about something else. Uh, hey, let's get back to some pitching. 
Uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention to Nick Pavetta this year. He's been really good for the Red Sox. Uh, very solid numbers for him, but he did get shelled in this one. Five and two-thirds. I'm actually surprised he went this deep. Gave up eight hits, seven runs overall. That's his worst start uh, if you go back to April 20th. He's had a, a stretch of really good starts. He's basically been their ace this year with Chris Sale out. Uh, Evaldi's been out too. But uh, he's been really good, but – he really – they took it to him in this one. Again, the Rays, just a great offense. Um, but overall for the year, Pavetta, 17 starts. He's 8-6, and 3.68 ERA, uh, a 3.65 FIP, 8.5 strikeouts per nine, three walks per nine. Uh, you know, what are you thinking here with Pavetta where he's really had to step up and – or he has stepped up in a big way, you know, with sale out, Evaldi's been out. Uh, how do you feel about Pavetta, man? Is that something that can really rev up a team, you think, where a guy steps up like that for you? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I just, you know, here we go again. I hear you go the FIP. I don't even know what FIP is. Um, <laughs> fielding in per- – fielding, uh, it, it's basically what uh, – it's the things – it's like ERA, but what pictures can control. So it's based uh, off of – it's ERA, but basically – Strikeouts, walks, and home runs allowed. Okay, great. Yeah, great. Okay, I still don't know what that means. Yes. <laughs> it basically is more of an expected number. So, okay. yeah, like it. Uh, if you were a guy like, let's say, like Dice K, good example. Dice K, I remember, I think it was 2008. Uh, he had a really good year that year. His ERA was pretty low, but his FIP was a lot higher. So it, what basically that shows is that if he basically kept pitching the way he was pitching, he was not going to look as good, basically. Okay. More of an expected number. Okay, yeah, still really, really struggling to understand that. <laughs> uh, we'll get so, you there, man. Here's my whole here's here's my whole thing on it, right? Yeah. So you have Evaldi out. You have Chris Sale out. You have your one and two out, Yeah. right? Red Sox are still in the hunt. I'm not giving yeah. up on the Sox yet, are you? Yeah. I mean, they're right there for a wild card. So yeah, they're there for the wild card. Yeah. Um. So we've got to try to make a run at this thing. If you get to where you're past the All Star game and you're in it, you. It, it, if I'm in the front office, I say, man, I, I look at every game from there forward and say, we're going to be buyers or we're going to be sellers, and we make it a point to say today we are going to be buyers and we go forward with that, or today we're going to be sellers and we go forward with that, yeah. right? But my biggest thing with Pavetta, look, dude, this guy has done everything you can ask for, man. You're one and two are out right now. He is holding down the fort for the starting rotation. He's yeah. giving you a chance. He's, uh, to me, he's, he's keeping that clubhouse motto in that, uh, you know, that, that atmosphere up and alive because yeah. he's going out there every five days saying, Hey, let's, I, I got you guys today. Yeah. So to me, that's all that matters. It doesn't, yeah. the stats don't matter to me. Eight yeah. and six. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Um, so for me, if I'm Alex Cora, I, I go to Nick Pavetta and I just keep telling, Hey man, you're doing a hell of a job right now. Yeah. You keep this team alive. And when we go get our guys back, and you're going to be a big reason for our run late in the season. That's all I care about. Yeah, there was a moment here where uh, I want to um, 
I want to get your thoughts on this. There actually was a bit of a heated moment in this game. Uh, Pavetta, he went up and in on Yandy Diaz, and they they jawed back and forth at each other. Um, this is a guy, you know, there was clearly no intent, you know, based off of where they where they were at in the, you know, where he was at in the count. It just didn't seem like he was trying. It, just the ball got away from him. Uh, can you ever think of a moment where? You know, hey, you were a guy, man. You you came at you came at guys with your best stuff. Can you ever think of a moment where you maybe maybe got a little too inside on a guy, and he kind of you know felt a certain type of way about it? Or how do you feel about that overall? Nah, man. Like no, no, no. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't go inside and accidentally hit somebody. If I hit <laughs> somebody, I was hit. They knew I was hitting them. I knew the whole, everybody knew I was hitting them. Yeah. Like, I, my control was what allowed me to pitch a long time in the big leagues yeah. and be able to throw 97 mile an hour heater with mm. uh, with spin rate. They call it now. Yeah, I call yeah. it backspin. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. So they call it spin rate. I call it taking a, a, a fastball and backspinning it and turning it as much time. That's that's what I call it. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah, man. Like, like there was no. From the first guy I had to hit in the big leagues was Sammy Sosa. From the last guy I had to hit, Manny Machado, maybe, or yeah. something like that. Look, dude, there was no – if I'm hitting you, I'm hitting you, and I'm going to hit you, and I'm going to walk to you and tell you, yes, that was on purpose. Yeah. If you got any problems, I'm right here. You know, But nowadays, it's, it's, it's not like that. And, you know, most of the time, my, all the starters took care of the bullshit before I got in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have to worry about that, really. You're 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 just trying to close it out. So yeah. yeah. Well, if it didn't happen, I didn't give a shit what the score was. If it was a one run game, if somebody needed to be hit, I, I'll hit them. It, yeah. it didn't matter to me. Absolutely. Well, Pavetta, he's a guy, he's had a couple of moments now where the last couple of starts did get a little inside and guys were jawing at him. And uh I don't know. I think it's more pitched that away from him. Because like, to me, it's like if you want to hit someone. You can hit someone like it's I don't think he's trying to. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I love that from Pavetta. Keep letting them think that crap, man. And like, yeah. look, man, like, yeah, if they go up there thinking they're going to get hit, that's the advantage to the pitcher, man. Yeah, man. Now, the one question I have with Pavetta is uh, will he make the all star game it, it, before this start? His numbers. I mean, his ERA jumped up a little bit, but um I think he will end up making the all-star game as of right now, when it comes to uh, pitcher rankings, he right now is the 12th best in the American league, um, 12 pitchers for the all-star game. Uh, do you feel like based off of just what he's done, man, do you think this guy deserves a trip to the all-star game? I think he deserves a shot. Don't think he's going to make it. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's just so hard to make an all-star team, man. Yeah, man. And, you know, um, he 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 can make it in as an injured if somebody gets injured or something like that. Now, yeah, like well, I guess you're still making the team and you're considered. A, I, could, I could see that. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah, you you can make it that way. I should take that back. You're still on the All Star team regardless of how you get on there. Um, right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there's a chance. I just don't really see it happening. But um, you know, there's a chance. I hope he does, man. Because believe me, man. There, every All Star game is special. Um, yeah. I was able to go to six of them, and yeah. each one of them were special. So, man, I hope the kid can make it. I think your your first was in 07 and was it in San Francisco? I think. No, my first one was in 06. 
It was 06. That's right. Where was it in 06? I can't remember. San Fran. No, uh, Pittsburgh. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I'm bl- I completely forgot about it. 2006 was like one of those weird years where you had the Boston massacre that year with, you know, the oh, Yankees. Yeah. And then that was that, that year was just like kind of a blur of a year. I always forget yeah. about 06. But yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That was uh, really a home run derby that year, I think. Yeah. Yes. 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 So, but uh, as for this series, you lose two out of three. So, Pap, they've lost three straight series here. You know, what are you thinking, man? The Red Sox, they were on quite the roll. They've lost three straight series now. When you're just looking at wins and losses, you know, not playing too hot lately. What do you, uh, when you've, you've been on some teams where you've gone through some rough stretches, what do you, uh, what's the mentality of this team right now? You know, where, what do you, what do you think? Just, just okay. keep on moving, keep on chugging. Well, the, the mentality of this team right now needs to be, and I'm pretty sure that it is, just knowing Alex Cora, is we go out there, we play one game at a time, we play one inning at a time, we play one out at a time. We try yeah. to win each out, we try to win each inning, and hopefully it turns into winning a game. And he is going to methodically go through this thing and methodically try to put each guy into his place to yeah. where, hey – we got to either sneak a win out tonight or we got to go blow the guy out and give yeah. some guys some rest. Yeah. It feels like they're kind of chugging through. They're, they've got some guys yeah. on the shelf. I, it feels like they're just trying to make it to the All-Star game, try to keep the losses down as much as possible, get some guys fresh for the second half. And uh, that's how it feels. But they do got one guy coming back next week. You got your guy, Chris Sale. Had his final rehab start last night. Three and two-thirds innings pitch. He struck out five, but he also walked five guys. And that actually led to a uh, pretty viral video that's going out there right now. Uh, I've, I'm, I've been on some Red Sox, you know, little forums. It's not getting the most uh, positive uh, reactions, I would say from Red Sox fans. You've seen a lot of them saying, dude, you've been hurt. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, you can't be doing this. Like, that's not your clubhouse. That's the, that's, you know, that's the triple A clubhouse, man. But uh, let's go take a look here. Let's go, uh, go to the instant replay and uh, let's take a look, man. So if we are taking a look at Chris sale, this was after his start. You know, I'll even go full screen here. Let's take a look. And, uh, Chris Sale, as you can see, there's a TV that's hanging off the wall right here. This thing looks bent. I don't is know what a, all this crap is. Is it a 4K TV? Is that looks like a 4K TV, a good one? It looks like a pretty nice. He's just ripping it off the wall. There's a broom here. I don't know what he was doing with his broom, but this guy was pretty ticked off. Yeah, let's go look one more time. The, the video, I mean, come on. These, these guys that are holding the cameras, can you at least keep it still? Come on now. But he rips off this TV. Yeah, he's up $800 TV, maybe? Yeah. Well, he's got- uh, so I don't know if you know, um, you you know Jared Carabas, right? No. Okay. Well, Jared Carabas, he's uh, he used he used to be the the governor of Red Sox Nation. He's uh, he's like the the Twitter oh, well, Red Sox guy. When there was a governor for the nation. Yeah, I remember they they were doing all that back, you know, when they started adding the the new uniform. You had that logo with the socks. They ended up getting rid of it. Um. Yeah, Jared, uh, he was on Barstool Sports for a little okay. while. He, he really grew his name there. But uh, he was on Twitter basically saying, oh, the TV was already broke anyway. It's not even that big of a deal. A lot of people were coming after him too. Uh, listen, man, what what are your, you know, 
What are hey, your well, reactions here, man? Yeah, I, I think you and Chris Sale are actually, when I kind of look at you two, pretty similar guys, I would say. Uh, what do you what do you think here with Chris Sale? Oh, man, I, I mean, come on, bro. I got to be way sexier than Chris Sale. Man. <laughs> I mean, personality-wise, man. Oh, okay. You look I, phenomenal. Okay. okay. You look oh. phenomenal. But you guys are you guys are just gunslingers, man. You're going after it. That's how well, Chris Sale uh, is. And uh, he was people, obviously frustrated here. So what do you think? Well, I guess people might be coming after me now and Jared, too. But, um, <laughs> man, I love it. I, I love, love it. it dude. <laughs> I love it, man. And, um, you know, here's the thing, man. What's that? Sam it looked like a Samsung TV to me. You yeah. know, maybe $800 TV. Man, he's got that in the ashtray of his big rig truck. You know, <laughs> you know, he, he ain't worried about that. Um, he'll, buy, he'll buy him three of them. Yeah, and, and you know what? He probably took the post-game spread. He probably threw it everywhere else and said, you know what? I'm going to buy a better post-game spread than this crap. Um, and, you know, another thing is is that I noticed they, he, he's, he's like walking back out. Is, is he going to the clubhouse? That's what I, I'm guessing if, if someone's recording it, it's probably from the outside. So like he's going, going on back the field. in, right? So he's going back into the clubhouse is what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. So, why are you not following him? Go in the clubhouse and show him wreck the clubhouse because that TV wasn't the only guy that got it. I can yeah. guarantee you that. Yeah. Um, I love it, man. Uh, I think it also shows the minor league kids how, hey, this ain't no bullshit, man. Like, I'm yeah. taking it serious. Yeah. And um, I'm going to show you how serious I'm taking it. Yeah. And look, dude, I love it, man. I the only reason why he's upset is because of the walks. Because when you go on a rehab start, you sit there and you say, man, you know, I want to make sure my command is there. Because once I have my command, Vila's going to come back. Secondary pitches are going to come back, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And he didn't have his command. That's yeah. why he was pissed. That's yeah. it. So, you know, I love it, man. I've, I've had a few of those in my days um, with players, without players, with myself. Uh, you know, What was so your best? What was your best flip out moment? That maybe none of us ever saw. Do you ever you always see guys taking a bat to the Gatorade cooler? Uh, David Ortiz had the good one with the phone and the uh, in Baltimore. Well, can you ever can you think of a good one that we may have never heard of before? Yeah, a good one for me was um, we were in uh, Minnesota. I blew two games in the road for the first time, and uh, I oh, destroyed. Yeah. Yeah every door and window glass to the uh in and out of the clubhouses to the men's room all this shit and uh i think my tab was like six grand or something like that at the end of it but <laughs> i was gonna say like do the players end up paying for this stuff like how does yeah. i wondered how that works like yeah. with the phone with in baltimore with david ortiz i mean i'm i was like does he pay for that like i don't i'm getting <laughs> yeah oh sure for sure yeah. But as you're going through it, you're like, that's twelve hundred bucks right there. Wham! Yeah. That's pocket change. You know, especially yeah, if you're on David Ortiz, you know, fun. train his truck and get it when he gets done. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, Chris Sale, I do think um I can I I think people are overreacting a little bit. I think it's probably just because Sale has been hurt. He was good, he was supposed to be back earlier this year, and then he ended up doing something with his rib. So I think people are you know, just a little worried about him. You know, it's a big investment. He's making, a, he's making a lot of coins. So you don't want to see this guy lose any more time. They're going to need him for the second half. So I can see maybe why people are a little sensitive to it, but 
I think, you know, because we have had moments like that in the major leagues, guys punching walls. Kevin Brown, good example, punched a wall, broke his hand. And, uh, you know, so I think he's going to be all right. Yeah, you, when you're a pitcher, you have to punch with these first two knuckles right there. Yeah. If you get on the side, those are going to break. Yeah, yeah. So I think Chris Sale, he's going to end up being good. Um, it'll blow over. But we got a big series coming up with uh, the, the the best rivalry in all of Major League Baseball, Yankees, Red Sox. Um, man, oh, man, the Yankees, are they're looking pretty good this year, man. They're looking pretty good. They're 59 to 23 on the year, best record in the major leagues. They're second in offense. They're first in starting pitching, second in relief pitching. Uh, man, oh, man, what are you thinking, man, about the Yankees this year? Man, they're good. Uh, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think even Vegas has got them winning it all. Um, I think if the Yankees don't win it all, you uh, you blow up Aaron Boone. Yeah. You blow up um, every last one of them because, you know, to me, Brian Cashman's done everything he can. It's out of Brian yeah. Cashman's hands now, right? Yeah. I've done yeah. everything I can for you, and uh, now your job is to go out and win it, which he usually does every year. But, um, yeah. you know – Look, this will be an epic fail if they lose. And what better for a Red Sox fan than an epic fail for, for the Yankees? Yeah, man. Um, so, for me, the one thing that stands out with them is their bullpen is nasty. Yeah, man. Clay Holmes this year, he's uh, he's putting up some ridiculous numbers as the Yankees closer, man. He's got like an ERA near zero. This guy has been just out of his mind. Chapman, uh, he came back recently. I don't know what's going on with the role of this Chapman, man. He's uh, – I, yeah, I, think, I think the league's figured yeah. him out. I think he's done. I think command is – like I told you, man, if you don't have command, you, it, it's harder and harder and harder every yeah. year. So, um, man, look, I, I, it's like the Yankees. It's like, okay, one guy goes down. They just – they reload, reload, yeah. reload. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, all the credit goes to Brian Cashman for that. But, yeah. man, dude, if they don't do it, though, here's the thing. It's going to be even – a bigger failure than anything yeah you know so yeah you're yeah you were saying about the rays earlier you know how they just have a good good mesh of guys where i think the yankees have done that this year where you brought in a guy like josh donaldson i feel like that's a personality that they kind of lacked before you know someone yeah i think i people give a lot of a lot of a lot of flack on him i really think he is a good teammate and i you know He's the one guy that I believe changed the Yankees' attitude. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Judge is streamlined. Aaron Judge has to be that way because he's the face of the team, and, and he's a Jared Jeter style where, yeah. man, I can't go on the podcast and cuss, or I can't go say nothing bad about nobody. He's got to do that. That's the way it is. Yeah. But, man, you bring in Josh Donaldson with that attitude, that charisma, yeah. that, hey, ain't nobody going to come whoop our ass today. Yeah. That is what they needed. And I yeah. believe that is what has changed that monster in that whole clubhouse. Yeah, I remember when they made that trade. I'm thinking this is the this is the kind of guy. Yeah, you know, I remember Yankee fans were like, man, Donaldson, like, I don't know, he's getting older, man. Like, what do we really need this guy? I'm like thinking, this is a great trade. You know, like, why would you not want this guy? Like, this is like you said, charisma all over the place. That you know, he has that charisma. It can kind of just, you know, the team's having a bad day or whatever, he can just keep it going man and he just he just brings the mood up i think um but with the yankees game one we're gonna have garrett cole you talked about garrett cole earlier uh 
pretty good start last time out. He went up against Cleveland, six innings, three hits, two earned, six strikeouts. Overall on the year, Garrett Cole, seven and two, 299 ERA, about 11 strikeouts per nine, about two and a half walks per nine. However, he has not fared well against the Red Sox over the last year. Uh, since last year, he's had five starts against the Red Sox. In those five starts, he has a 5.83 ERA. Hitters are hitting 273 against him. 346 on base and a 522 slugging. And at Fenway, he's had three starts since last year, 6.19 ERA. Hitters are hitting 302 against him at Fenway. Man, what is up with Garrett Cole and the Red Sox? Like, did you ever have a team where you just you just had you couldn't figure this team out? Like, if, did you ever have a team like that? No, me personally, no, no, nobody. Yeah. Ever. What do you think is going on with Cole here, man? Like, what is it? He just sees those Red Sox jerseys and something just turns off. What's going on, you think? I don't know because I I can't relate to that because I never saw a jersey and was like, oh shit, like, (laughs) somebody else, like, I'm about to whoop your ass, you know? But like, for me, um, there's something going on there. Yeah. You know, like, the thing is, he's supposed to be a big game pitcher, right? That's what they signed him for. Yeah. He hasn't necessarily turned out to do that, but he's just running over everybody else. But come to big games is what scares me, man. And, um, you know, if something's going to have to change with him in these big games. If he wants to be that guy, it's going to have to change. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think uh, the way the Red Sox, man, it's like they got his number. They just they just see the ball out of his hand. I don't know if they, they just do some extra scouting. They do some extra – uh, you know, yeah, watching let's, the tape. Let's, let's call him out right now. Let's just start a, a, a rumor say that he's the Red Sox are t- he's tipping and the Red Sox have got him. Yeah, I mean, I the, the, they, I, the Red Sox see something with him. Like, yeah, that's what I think. I think I think Garrett Cole is tipping and the Red Sox have got him. Yeah, and you know, especially in the Red Sox, you know, well, I don't know. Like, it, what do you think about this? Do you feel like when it came to whenever the Yankees came to town, do you feel like? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say you guys didn't prepare it hard for other teams, but did you feel like when the Yankees came to town, maybe you, you took an extra 10 minutes to look at some numbers and whatnot? Yeah. You know, for me, I always prepared the same way, you know, um, two shots of Jaeger and a cup of coffee. I mean, I mean, I would always, you know, look at um, scouting reports the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, we have your, you have your scout meetings and all that, but, Every player is different. Everybody takes something different from those meetings. Um, all I always wanted to know, I didn't want to know anything else, but who are the hottest hitters coming in to this yeah. year on their other team, right? So, number one, if I needed to pitch around them, I could, I knew. And number two, if I needed to give them a little dust back or, you know, throw one high and tight or possibly even drill them to get them off of it, I did it, yeah. and that's kind of really the only thing I like to look at and maybe who swung at the high strike more. But yeah. most of the other times, I was probably had a dip in falling asleep. Yeah, and if we're t- taking a look at some hot hitters with the Yankees right now, Glaber Torres over the last seven days, he's hitting 444, 565 on base. You got Matt Carpenter hitting 400. Aaron Hicks is hitting 385. Got Isaiah Kiner-Falefa hitting 444. You got some guys on the Yankees right now. Look, Anthony Rizzo, 
He's hitting well. He's got a couple of home runs over the last week. They got a lot of guys with the Yankees right now that are hitting okay, the ball so well. Here's the thing is I'm looking at this right now. Right now, Gliber, Aaron, and DJ, and even Rizzo, for me, I'm taking a two-strike approach to all those guys. And if I hit – and I'm going in and I'm going hard in most of the time. If I do go in, I'm not – I'm trying to get those guys to swing at my pitches. Yeah. And if they don't want to, I'll, that's fine. Take your base. Yeah. I'll yeah. take it. That was uh, the one thing right – oh, sorry. What did you say? That would be my scouting report right there. Like, I, I'm not taking in, okay, he's uh, 0-2, he swings at a pitch 21% of the time, uh, but, you know, all that other bullshit. Right. And uh, with the Yankees, when it comes to their starting pitching, they've had some pretty good starting pitching. Actually, I, let me take that back. They've had extremely good starting yeah, pitching this year. Legit starting pitching, bro. Yeah. The one thing, though, I know you love those advanced numbers, Pat, but I'm taking a look. Over here, see, this is what I'm talking about, right? Garrett Cole, three ERA, but look at that FIP, 6.94. That means the way he was pitching, he's not, he's, he wasn't as good as you might have thought. He got through six, he was able to, you know, get the win, but that FIP is really high. Jamison Tyon, well, ERA, he was, he stunk his last time out against the Pirates, but I think the Yankees, where they're starting pitching, They've been showing a few little cracks here and there, and I think the Red Sox, they're going to look at some of these starters. I think Cole, I think he's going to continue to have a miserable night. That's my prediction. I think they're going to get to him again because uh, he has not looked as sharp. Yeah, over... man, I'm betting on them tonight. I think uh, like Garrett Cole's like minus 170, bro. I'll take the Sox plus yeah. one. Yeah, the Red Sox tonight, they got Winkowski. He looked really good last time out, six innings against the Cubs. Uh, two runs allowed, only one of them were earned. He, tough like luck him. lost. The offense didn't come through. But um, I, I don't know. Winkowski against Cole, you look at it on paper, you're like, oh, Garrett Cole, man. No, I think Winkowski's going to step up, man. I think he's going to he, – he's been really good. and He's another one of these guys that are making a lot of spot starts. And uh, I think I think he's going to come through tonight. Game two, we got Waka against nasty Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez, man, he's having quite a year. Looked really good against Cleveland last time out, six shutout innings. Uh, Nestor Cortez is someone that will most likely get to the All-Star game. This guy's I been a pretty good Nestor. Yeah. How, Sorry, what? Love the Nestor Cortez. Yeah, oh, yeah. He wears wow. the bucket hats, man. He uh, sets up these tents in the in the dugout. Yeah, he's got a very, uh, very mellow personality. He's, he's a fun guy. I think he'll make it to the All-Star game. He doesn't walk a lot of guys, does not walk a lot of guys. He's only got two walks per nine. That's 14th in Major League Baseball right now. Uh, Michael Waka, he's coming off a dead arm, and uh, I don't think Waka is going to be at his best. He's been a, a good story for the Red Sox this year. Did you ever have a period uh, – well, I, I know there were a couple of periods where you had a dead arm. Yeah. How did that feel, you know, when you came back for the first time after a dead arm? Did you feel like it – it took you a little bit to kind of get back into the swing of things. Yeah, it usually does. It takes a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Arm, you really it, it feels like a Charlie horse. You know, how you get them Charlie horses, and it's like yeah. you're trying to get like muscle out of a muscle that just is not there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've had that going on. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it, it's it, it's like look. When you come back from a surgery, when you come back from being, 
it is it is the flow of the game. The game speeds up on you, man. Yeah, it's not yeah. stuff. It, it's yeah. the game speeds up on you, and you make pitches that you normally wouldn't make, and etc. But uh, yeah, I mean, going back, I like I like Wonk, man. It, can we call him Wonk? Like, can we? Can he be like the Gronk of the Red yeah. Sox? Can Let's we, do it. Wonk, I like it. I like it. Wonk. Yeah, I like and, it, man. The Cortez kid, you know, he reminds me of an Andy Pettit. Yeah, yeah, that's a great comparison. Doesn't walk anybody. You got to go station to station. He's a lefty. He can pick you off. He can't steal the base on him well. Yeah. That's why his ERA is so low. Um, yeah. But, I, yeah, man, it's going to be a tough series for sure with 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 these matchups and these starters that you're saying. Um, I feel like both teams are going to have to grind these these wins away. You always oh, yeah. have to be in a Red Sox. Yankees. Always a grind, man. These two teams prepare so much. Man, the Yankees were just going up against the Pirates. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that they already, they already had someone, you know, back in the front office somewhere looking at Red Sox stuff. So uh, game three, uh, Pavetta is going to get the ma- – or no, sorry, that's game four. Game three, Cutter Crawford gets another start. He'll go up against Jordan Montgomery. Crawford looked really good against the Rays. Montgomery, he looked pretty solid against Cleveland last time out. He's another guy, Jordan Montgomery. He's not really a flashy kind of a guy. Like you said, kind of like, almost like an Andy Pettit kind of a guy. He doesn't walk a lot of guys. Cortez ranks 14th in Major League Baseball in walks, but Montgomery ranks ninth. So he's got very good control. Um, I think that's going to be another tough matchup. Crawford did look good against Tampa, but – I don't know, with this Yankee offense, I don't feel very good about this one. And then uh, for me personally, and then game four, we're going to get Pavetta going back out on the mound against Jamison Tyone. Uh, Tyone has looked really good, but I just mentioned against the Pirates, he got rocked. He gave up five runs against them. But uh, I don't know. What are you thinking for this series? If you were to make a prediction, uh, what do you think here? All right, I think first of all, going back to Crawford's game, Crawford's game, and uh, they're gonna that's gonna come down to the bullpen. If Crawford can just keep him into the game, you know, yeah. keep him in the game until he comes out, it's gonna come down to a bullpen game um and the matchups between them. Uh so that's a that's a coin toss to me. Um and I like Pavetta's game, man. I'm gonna ride Pavetta. I, yeah, I, I, I like his stuff right now. I like his, his flow. I like everything about him, how he's taking the mound. And, yeah. uh, you know, starting pitchers, they get on a roll for, and I think he's been on a roll. So, you know, ride the wave with him, baby. Yeah. My, uh, my prediction, I'll go for a split in this series. I think the Red Sox, they're going to get Cole in game one. I think Pavetta will bounce back in game four. Um, the, it's the middle games where I'm a little, a little up in the air about, I think Waka. I don't feel very good with Waka against Cortez. First time Waka's coming back after a dead arm. Uh, I feel like Cortez is going to look good there. The the, the Cutter Crawford Montgomery matchup. I don't know. I, I just like Cortez and Montgomery in those middle games, but I think the Red Sox, they've had a way, even when they've lost series recently, except for the Tampa series, they were able to figure out a way to win that last game. They won the last game against Toronto, won the last game against the Cubs. I think they'll find a way. They'll, uh, I think they'll split. So what do you think? Three out of four split. What do you think? You know, I look at it one way. If the bullpen steps up this weekend and they get the outs that they're supposed to and the starters keep them in the game. Starters, all they got to do is keep them in the game. If that happens, the Red Sox have a chance to gain a gain on them, a game on yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. I think the Red Sox will win three out of four if that happens. And then I think they have a shot. Yeah. They have a shot at it. 
but yeah. they need to use that to propel them to the rest of the season. Like, yeah, yeah, yes, this is big, but mm. use this series for after the All Star game and and, and and so on. So, I like yeah. them this weekend at home. Like I said, man, you know, Yankees might might catch the Yankees on a little bit of cruise control right now too. You never know. Absolutely, and, and we're taking a look here. I'll pull up the standings if you're with me here on YouTube. You can see my screen, but um. Really quick, let me just show you the standings here. As you can see, the Yankees, they got a uh, quite the lead, quite the lead, 14-game lead. And uh, it doesn't look like there's any shot of getting that division. But, hey, who knows? Maybe a team goes on cruise control. Maybe the Red Sox slowly creep up. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that. But when it comes to the wild card, the uh, the Red Sox are looking pretty good there. We got all three teams in the East. Uh, besides the Yankees, Red Sox, Rays, and then the Blue Jays. Cleveland's three and a half back. Seattle's been red hot lately. They've won four in a row. They're four back. The White Sox are starting to play a little bit better. But right now you're looking at the three teams in the East. Man, Pap, if you're looking at you know these teams right now, do you feel like it ends up staying with these three teams from the East? Or do you feel like a team like Seattle or maybe even Cleveland could get into it? Seattle's not getting into it. Cleveland's not getting into it. Yeah, um, I think they'll make it close. Ah, uh, Seattle's still young. Cleveland's, yeah, yeah. Cleveland's uh, they're they're. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't like I don't like their lineup to be able to carry them through the rest. Yeah, of the season. they love the analytics. I know you love your analytics. They they love those yeah. analytics, man. They uh, you know what I do with analytics, man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, well, everyone, that is all we have for today. We have gone through everything. We talked about Brian Bayo. <laughs> Uh, we talked about the Rays series, the upcoming Yankee series. Chris Sale is on the mend. Um, he did rip down a TV. Most likely he'll buy probably five new TVs for them. But uh, Pat, man, this was fantastic. Uh, I, I love this, man. This was great. Uh, awesome first episode with you. Um, and people in the chat were actually pretty stoked, too. We got a couple of little super chats here. Uh, one of our longtime followers here on uh, my channel Tom Amiano, he was pretty excited. Where did that super chat go? He says here, holy cow, Pap is on the show. This is going to be the best one-two punch in baseball this year. Tom Amiano, man, he's been a uh, quite the follower with, with the channel. Big Red Sox fan. And we actually, um, here on the Believe Podcast Network, we have, there is a Mets one as well. And this is the guy that runs the Mets podcast on Believe. And that's uh, Warty. NYM. He has his own YouTube channel as well. He says Papelbon in the building LFG. So people are excited about you, man. And uh, I'm excited too. It was really cool having you on, man. Um, it's cool, man. Just hearing a perspective from a, a player, especially a guy that was like, like you, it was around for so long. It did so well. So all but, right, man. Uh, Pat, man, I appreciate it. Go have yourself a good rest of your day. All right. All right. You too, man. I enjoyed it. Take care. Yeah, man. But everyone, thank you for tuning in today, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.